Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners? Welcome to episode number 132 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Breaking the ice over here. This is Chris. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Thanks. Yeah, it was good. Like I was telling you, I was just trying to avoid having to do a voice. That, that kind of goes with uh, two of the characters we're going to be looking at today. That's that's on how we drew it up. Sides. That's perfect. That's how we perfect. drew it up, Steve. Yeah, that's awesome. Wait, you know that's why I did Ice Climbers, right? To, to go against Sub-Zero? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I assume we were trying to match the kind yeah. of like 1v1 in I was terms trying of to, characters. Yeah. I was trying to do equivalents. I think that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Chris, uh, I, I think we should just dive in because we got a lot to talk about. Let's today. dive in. Yeah, so uh, first things first here, we have some poll results from our previous episode it's been a while but we're back we're ready battle and of the mans battle of the mans the marvel mans if you will two favorite two famous marvel mans exactly uh one was the face of marvel and then i would argue one is the new face of marvel wow and then one died and one might be the new face of marvel again i don't know depending on how the two companies uh share the rights wow crazy so, how that happens. so cryptic let's just um <laughs> let's jump just right, get in right into it so we had iron man versus spider-man now with that with this episode we were just kind of going all out doesn't matter we weren't sticking with just the films mcu cherry, sony we were just cherry picking, cherry picking a little wanted. bit of everything we wanted exactly that came from one of our listeners who just was really craving something like that um being in quarantine and just went a little little fun so currently the polls showing 57 percent in favor of iron man with 43 percent in favor of spider-man so it's a close one it's a close one yeah if anyone just voted in the past couple seconds before we started recording that definitely helped out i'm sure are you accusing me of doing that never never we've we've talked about voter fraud in this show before but we're not going back there i didn't i voted one time that's not fraud (laughs) (laughs) i'm allowed to vote in the the podcast absolutely allowed to vote in the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so um so that's what we have right now chris you uh had iron man in that battle uh so congratulations as of right now for your lead in the polls they can constantly change never know uh we do have some uh comments from you the listeners and first one we have it says this might be one of the closest battles you have ever done the argument i think was the strongest was that iron man could just fly really high above spider-man and shoot him this might (laughs) take a while that was my main (laughs) that that was your main point yeah this might take a while because of spider-man's agility but eventually iron man would just get a shot on peter uh, honestly, I do not think that these two combatants would fight because Iron Man is like a mentor to Spidey. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, that is true. And I think when you mentioned that, too, when you said, I'm just going to fly and shoot at you, what are you going to do? That's what I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Well, we got into a whole thing. If there's buildings and all that, then I can't do it. But blah, blah, blah. Just listen to the episode if you don't know. Yeah, if you want to exactly. hear more. Uh, someone also wrote in saying, Iron Man, because he has helped Spider-Man and he knows Peter's weaknesses... That's true. That's true. Very true also. To, the, to the movies, at least. I don't know if that's. There's some different comic iterations because you said they have fought in the comics, right? They have. Yeah. Yes, they have. And then in the in some of the iterations of the comics, Tony was a mentor to Peter, mm. kind of like yeah, how it is yeah. in the MCU. Also, uh, we also have another review here, which uh, I kind of slimmed down just uh, with some of the highlights from this review. And this listener wrote in saying, "Spider-Man is too loyal." to start this fight so the only way this would begin would be that tony stark is jealous of spider-man and decides to attack spider-man which i think if anything spider-man should be jealous of peter parker but or should be jealous of uh, iron man excuse me but hey tony's uh, jealous maybe he'll uh, attack spider-man the listener adds on spider-man's agility and spidey senses We'll even things out quickly. They are both smart and will use creative tactics to fight. 
But the only way I see Spider-Man winning is if Tony's suit breaks, um, making him leave. But I think Iron Man wins, the, this listener wrote in and said. So anyway, that's that's what we're looking at right now. So like I said, the polls there are still going to be open for any listeners that are a little behind or just joining us. And uh, you can go right there and vote for who you think would win and in that episode. And when you say right, go right there, you mean... You can go, good point, bring that up. That's right. You can go uh, into the show notes. You can also go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote. You can vote for every episode. There's a thumbnail right there. You can click, and it'll take you to our Google form where you can submit your vote and also your responses uh, if you want to type in your thoughts, which we do uh, check periodically. So don't think that just because we're moving on, we're not checking that uh, those results. Thanks, Chris. Good. Uh, Thank you. Stay on top. All right, so before we get into today's episode, we want to take a second and kind of talk about a little fun adventure we had uh, with a fellow podcasters uh, in, the, yeah. in the podcasting community. Not rivals. Not No, not at all. They no. are our brethren. They are our brethren, correct. You want to, want to tell listeners a little bit about what uh, we did? They have a podcast called Super Bracket Bros, and uh, somewhat similar to ours in that it's fights between fictional characters, but they start off with a 32 person bracket yeah and then they they Whittle do it down. they do 1v1s they do they, they do seating then they go to the 16 8 4 2 and then they eventually have a final winner yes uh it's an interesting it's a cool format because you get to see people come back uh, i i think it's cool i think there's i think there's pros and cons to like doing it their way versus our way i think like there's nice things about ours we can do like one-off silly stuff right and but it's also nice to kind of see continue a character through a bracket and see how they do in multiple fights. Exactly. Correct. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So they invited us on for the second time, actually. Yeah. Uh, this this episode that just came out uh, recently. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure when this is coming out. Uh, was Robin, specifically from Teen Titans. Yeah. Versus. Um... <laughs> Did you forget who we talked about? No, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. I, I was blanking on Harrison Ford, and I was like, don't say Harrison Ford, it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> yes, it, uh, it was It was really nice uh, for uh, Jay and Eli. Those are the two uh, gentlemen who uh, host and run the show. And uh, we had a great time talking with them and dove into a little bit of uh, our passion for Indiana Jones and our unfamiliarity with Robin, yeah. which was cool to learn about. And the cool thing, too, with their show, which is a lot of fun, is they have each season they have a random generator which picks the location of where their fights are going to take place. So we won't spoil it here, but the fight takes place in a really fun area for Indiana Jones and Robin to be fighting. So if you want to find out what that is, make sure you go over to you can look up Super Bracket Bros wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can search it online and it'll it'll come up and you can check that episode out. But yeah, I, I had so much fun. Yeah, me too. It was it, great. It was a great time. It was just a great time talking. It was, uh, yeah, Jane Eli are just so warm and welcoming, and just make you feel really, uh, really, really welcome into the into their their podcast circle. So yeah, definitely check it out. It was a it was a great time. I agree. Check it out. Cool. All right, Chris. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get started today? Uh, I just got to say one thing that's that I've been fighting the urge to blow on my microphone because I got some, you know, the jacks I was eating before we started recording? You have some cheese. I got some cheese dust on the microphone, and I just want to blow it off, but I know it's going to make a really annoying sound for the listeners. Oh, man. So I'm going to try not to for the whole episode. Okay. But if you hear a weird sound, I, I guess I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when, when Chris comes over to record, I always got to make sure I have some snacks. Because when Chris came one day, he went right to the pantry. And he was like, you guys don't have any snacks. Yeah, I was a little, I gave you a hard time. Yeah, so now whenever I go grocery shopping, I'm not going grocery shopping for necessities. I'm going grocery shopping to make sure that Chris has a nice spread. And I feel like today we had many <laughs> oh, today options. today was amazing. Cheez-Its, we had some Jacks, we had some yeah. some, some caramel popcorn. Um, we, oh, you we had, had taco, you had we had the dip, taco yeah. dip for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had some cookies from my grandma that she gave me, so you always got to be prepared. Just to, just to be clear, I only ate the Jacks. I didn't eat all those things. <laughs> those were just my choices today. Well, you haven't left yet, so let's uh, see what happens is, on the way out. That is out. true. Yeah. I do try not to eat when we're recording. Ever since the the old days when you could hear me munching like M and M's all episode. Or well, there something. was I do remember when um when I we learned how to make popcorn with Flavacol. There was one episode like the first time you ever had it, you were like eating it while we were recording. You were like, "Sorry, this is just so good. I gotta eat it." 
So, all right. So if you hear any blowing on the microphone, yeah. just trying to get those jacks off. Okay, so uh, please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com, and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts so it helps us spread the word about our show, and we'll give you a fictional background read on our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today we have an epic battle royale, or a melee, or a brawl, depending on what iteration of Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Smash Brothers you like. Yeah. Um, so we watched Mortal Kombat, uh, 1995's Mortal Kombat, and 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, I, I asked you to watch them with me to prepare for the new Mortal Kombat movie that comes out this Friday. This Friday. That's right. I've never seen any of them. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no familiarity with this franchise at all. I knew the only thing I did know was that there was someone who looked like what Sub Zero looks like. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I had some nostalgia for the franchise from my younger days of playing the video games and watching the movies with friends. Mm -hmm. So they have like a soft spot in my heart. But I I guess in general they're not great movies. I feel like the first one has like some heart behind it. Like someone making it was like having fun so i don't so, know if the actors were right or the writers but like someone involved was like this was having a good cool. time yeah so like i said so i i, I kind of had a really interesting time um learning about this franchise like i said because i have i had nothing i had no bit no knowledge i didn't know anything about it i knew that it was like some type of a fighting game but nothing really beyond that so when I watched the first movie, not going to be honest. When I when I or I'm going to be honest, not going to lie. Please be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I watched the first movie and it was over, I thought it was like more bad than okay. That's fair. I think that's a totally fair assessment. Um, and then I watched the second movie, and I really didn't like the second movie. See, the second one, I felt like they were. It was like too formulaic. They lost like the heart of the movie. <laughs> they also like recast everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, recast people from the first one, but then kill them in, like, the first three minutes. That was interesting, but, so, yeah. But I will say this, though. But since since we've watched the first two, I have done some reading. I haven't really, you know, gone 30 levels down. But I have done more reading about the the franchise. And I think I appreciate the first movie more. And also, retroactively, like it more than I did the first time I watched it. Oh, interesting. Like, it, do you... Do you think they tried to like they were basically using a fighting game which is random which had no story right and made a movie from it right and like i feel like with that as your starting point they did an okay job yeah and and, and I, I totally agree with that when i was watching the movie i didn't know who um oh my god cage what's his name johnny cage johnny cage like I didn't know who he was. Yeah. You know, so so if someone's watching the movie they go and they go, Oh, Johnny Cage, the people who are watching it like you as a kid are probably like, Yeah, you know, or or Goro Goro or um Tanya Blade, right? That's her name? Sonya. Sonya Blade, sorry. Or Sub Zero or Scorpion or anything like that. Whereas when they show up in the movie, the first movie, people are probably freaking out. And the fact that they were able to take all of those characters, which are just really vastly different characters. Yep. You, you have humans, you have monsters, you have ninjas that have things come out of their palms. <laughs> like it's just so vast. But the fact that they were put them all into a movie, and it seems like it's pretty faithful to the source material as, in a way, as best it could be. Yeah, right. That's why. Like the, the more I think about the first movie, <laughs> I'm like, that was pretty darn good, <laughs> especially for being a video game movie. Which yeah. are very hard to do. Yeah, I think as far as video ad video game adaptations go, it's considered like not the worst. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, yeah I mean, I is... think some people would say it's good. I, I think so. I I think it's fun to watch personally. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and that's why I'm excited with this the new one, the reboot, whatever you want to call it, continuation. Not really continuation, but the one that comes out this Friday. Yeah, uh, I, it I'm, seems I'm really like curious since the first two movies there's a ton more lore on every character like i think they've added a lot of backstory and lore right. in that universe and i don't know i don't know how that's going to translate to the movie either because you can't give you can't give backstory for like 12 characters that everyone people like kind of know it's just i don't know i don't know how they're going to do it yeah it seems like mortal Kombat would kind of be 
the accumulation movie of a shared universe right, yeah, franchise. Yeah. You know, you'd have your Sonya Blade movie. <laughs> yeah, you'd have your, your Johnny Cage movie. You know, your Sub-Zero Scorpion team buddy cop movie, whatever, or <laughs> whatnot. And then they would all team up for their for their Zack Snyder's uh Yeah, the only problem is you could <laughs> never Kombat. do that because no one would watch any of those movies. Unfortunately. You're absolutely right. But maybe, well, hey, with HBO Max now, who knows? <laughs> well, maybe they'll be able to do that. But also, too, was the original game super violent or did they get progressively more violent uh i mean it wasn't as violent as the they did get pro- pro- progressively more violent okay but like for the time the first one was considered very violent it, it was the subject of a lot of like anti-video game um like momentum okay and like what are we showing our kids and yeah that kind of the stuff think of the children argument all that yeah because this new one seems very faithful to the recent uh violence in, the, in, yeah, the, they, in those games they've fully leaned into the violence of the game yeah right it's it's part of it yeah hmm well i'm i'm excited to watch the new one with you going on this this journey yeah thanks for extending your hbo max subscription so we can watch it i actually um i got my reminder today to cancel it when i made it a month ago but i'm like nope pushing it off another month so hopefully we'll be able to get something else out of it too but if not mortal Kombat, hey yeah so interesting fact about that too it was supposed to come out a week ago and they they pushed it back and I was all mad. And then you were like, it's probably because everyone that got an HBO Max subscription for Justice League got to watch Justice League, Congress, Godzilla, and we would have gotten Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat. But since they pushed it, we have to add another month. And it just seems like a really shady thing. Yep. They've claimed that it was since Congress, Godzilla did so well, they, they wanted want to, to keep separate them more, not cannibalize sales. I don't know. How, I mean, you know. they don't care, though, because it's all it's the same it's the same studio. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, it, I don't understand it, that argument. If but, you were, it's a better, maybe they think it's a better chance you'll see both uh, rather than just pick one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Fair enough. They also, I think, said that they thought more theaters would be opening up, so a better chance to be in Hopefully more theaters. Too. And also, Mortal Kombat being rated R, that's going to limit the amount of audiences that'll be able to, to mm-hmm. go in and see that. But I think it's going to do very well on HBO Max. I think that's a perfect. I think uh, what's it called? God, Godzilla vs Kong did phenomenal yeah. on HBO Max. Yeah, both of those I think movies... it did better than Justice League. If I'm I, not I, mistaken, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, yeah. We could talk for days about Justice League. Like, <laughs> I, I think their audience isn't as big as some people think it is, especially for a, a four hour movie that's a remake or a basically a retelling of an existing movie, movie. that people didn't really like. Well, that's why I was, I was talking about one of my coworkers, and he said that he watched Kong with his kid Kong vs. Godzilla with his son and he said that he wanted to watch Justice League with him it's like a teenager he's like but four hours getting him to pay attention for that the whole time to a movie yeah. like like his his son really doesn't understand the whole drama behind it. so it's not like yeah. it's interesting to him. and even me and you had to watch it over three days yeah so for right. someone who's not even that interested oh, I don't right know. exactly so the, but this is kong and mortal kombat probably would have never seen them in theaters but i'm excited to watch them on hbo max i know and and i really i really want to go back to the movies i can't Me wait too. i, I love can't wait theaters. for that to happen absolutely and i i uh, i'm it makes my heart go out for all these theaters that are struggling so hard and showing all these old movies even though now new things are coming out but i will say like it has been really nice just to yeah. be able to watch these you know and and you know, I, I really like you said. I don't. I don't know if I would have seen Kong vs. Godzilla if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't at home or if it wasn't in the theater. Yeah. But, but yes, let's 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 go back to normal. Let's go back to the movies. So the the way we started this whole topic was uh, introducing our episode, and that introduces the Mortal Kombat side of it. Yes. So we thought, well, if you take one roster based fighting game, what's what's another big one that they could fight against? And we were looking at fighting games like Tekken and like Street Fighter. Right. But I know like nothing about them. But Super Smash Brothers, love Every, it. Everybody loves everybody it. Everybody knows those Nintendo characters. So what's the logical matchup for um Sub Zero and Goro? Ice Climbers and Bowser. <laughs> and Bowser. So that is what we're gonna be talking about today. So I'm gonna be taking uh Sub Zero and Goro, and you're gonna be taking Ice climbers, ice climbers and Bowser. And Bowser. Ice versus ice, brute strength versus brute strength. I love it. I love it. You want to give some background on your uh, <laughs> Nintendo guys? I would love to. Great. So both of my characters, Ice Climbers and Bowser, first appeared on the Nintendo Entertainment System 
or NES, you may call it, mm. in 1985, which was the release year of the console. I think they were both like separately sold as bundles with the console. So you could have potentially bought a console that came with Super Mario Brothers. You could have bought one that came with Ice Climbers. It was actually called Ice Climber, but there were two of them. Oh, so, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, the game's called Ice Climber. So Ice Climber. So I guess because they're not referring to the person, maybe they're referring to the verb, the action. Sure, yeah. You're right. The job. The job of climbing the ice. Yeah, and it yeah. just happened to have two. Exactly. And uh, their names are Popo and Nana. Uh, but they were called Pepe and Nana in the German version, which I just read as like, you know, a totally silly thing. And then you told me a funny story <laughs> that maybe, based on your uh, some German relatives, it's possible that Popo might refer to a butt. Yeah, that's that's my grandmother always used yeah, to say. Maybe it was kid. just her thing, but if it's a it German thing, maybe that's why they changed the name of the character in German. To, to Pepe. Because it would have been to Pepe. To Pepe. I don't know how Possibly. you say it. I don't know. I mean, it's not voice acted. You can say however you want. Right. But uh, so Popo and Nana were the ice climbers. And basically the, the game was this. It was a vertically scrolling. So the, the screen was constantly scrolling. I mean, like, you were jumping up. I guess so that means the screen was scrolling down to mm-hmm. make it look like you were climbing. Right. And you used a mallet to hammer through ice and fight enemies as you made your way to the top of the mountain uh, because a condor stole some vegetables from you. <laughs> that's the that's the purpose and, of the game. And go. And um, Bowser, you may have heard of him. He's the, the kind of big uh, green dragon guy, Koopa-like. Uh, also first appeared in 1985 on Super Mario Brothers. King of the Koopas. Spiked shell, horns, fangs, talons, claws, blah, 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 all that. He can breathe fire. He's always trying to capture the princess. Sometimes he wants to marry her. Sometimes he wants to trap Mario and her- she's like the bait. Blah, blah, blah. That's kind of his thing. And uh, uh, also, he... So this is this is a funny, a funny similarity to Mortal Kombat. He aspires, at least in some games... To take over Mushroom Kingdom, where Mario, where they live, and merge it with his own realm, which ah, which you said kind of connects. That's, to... That was kind of the plot of uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Right. Trying to merge the realm, uh, some realm with Earth, with Earth's realm. I think it was Outworld, but you told me there's like multiple realms in Mortal Kombat that you've learned about. I've learned that there's six. Six and realms. I only remember the names of two because that has to do with what I was learning about. <laughs> so I don't actually remember that merging the realm as a plot of anything except for the super mario brothers movie oh okay will also, i will make you watch with me someday i know you will because i love it's, it it's gonna happen but um <laughs> dennis hopper plays bowser as a totally different looking bowser he basically plays him as like a he looks more like a human but he has like spiky hair like spiky red hair does he have a turtle I think shell he has white hair oh that's weird it's very different do you spiky, want to see? Just Google uh, spiky turtle shell. Google, Google Dennis Hopper Bowser. You'll probably see what he looks like. Um, I don't think he can breathe fire. Oh my god! At one point, he kind of turned into. Uh, he looks nothing like Bowser. A lizard or something. I forget the plot. I don't want to spoil it. I for completely you. understand why <laughs> Nintendo has been very hesitant to have their properties made into they, uh, any more films. They made some very interesting choices, right? In that movie, and that's also like their... with how they made Goombas look. <laughs> so Goombas are little mushrooms in the game. Yeah, and in that movie, they're like. Like a bulky picture, like a bouncer at a club, but their head is a is a mushroom, I think. Okay, and that's it. That's <laughs> oh, that's what they made them look like. Oh man, I don't know if it was like for costume reasons they they couldn't afford the CGI to have actual mushroom people. I I don't know. It they, seemed it seemed like you know how like in the mid two thousands, um, like movies were going for like gritty realistic yeah you know like yeah. batman begins yeah. iron man you know what, what this movie did that yeah, yeah so they, they were trying to do they were just trying to be really realistic with this and it just doesn't work yeah they probably they had they had tried to have like a dirty looking city with like nightclubs and right. probably trash can fires <laughs> pretty sure i bet there's a trash can fire in that movie <laughs> well when when you make me watch it and being said you're gonna have to tie me down or just offer me some good food those are the two things. You either have to tie me down or offer me food in order to get me to sit down to watch that. That's what's going to okay. have to happen. I mean, that's pretty easy. We usually have food, so. You also like to tie me down sometimes. We'll go into that another Whoa, topic. Please yeah. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough introduction for uh, Ice Climber and Bowser. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. So going into some of the Mortal Kombat characters, I'm going to start first with Sub-Zero. And like I mentioned that... Prior to me getting uh, any 
knowledge about this franchise, he was the only character I probably would have been able to pick out of a lineup. Not, You've I probably, heard the name, Tim? I, I, I did not. I okay. did not even hear his name. I just knew just that there's blue suit Blue? Guy. I don't even know. If, I, if you told me... Like or showed me Scorpion, I probably would have thought that he was the same guy with just like a different power or something like that. Maybe he I mean, could change he, his power. He at kind will of or is. Something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so we have Sub Zero, and there's two Sub Zeros uh, in the Mortal Kombat franchise. The first uh, Mortal, uh, excuse me, the first Sub Zero is a character named Bai Han, and he ends up dying in the original. Um, We're going to talk about how he dies because it's pretty funny. Great. We'll talk about it later. He dies in the original World Combat, and then his brother, who is named Kwai Lang, and you can please correct me if I pronounce that. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Okay. Uh, He ends up taking the mantle uh, from his older brother and becomes Sub-Zero, and that's basically the Sub-Zero that it seems has been continuing on throughout this franchise. Uh, He was born in in a realm called uh, Adenia, which is a very lush and fertile realm, which is a callback to eden that's why they named it that from what i learned okay eden adenia um and uh he and his brother are remember basically like a kind of like a like a race called a uh, cry cryomancer which allowed them to control and manipulate ice uh for unknown reasons they were banished from adenia and that just kind of led them uh on their way and traveling to different realms then eventually get caught up in the mortal combat um tournament and they're basically their their design is super cool i think it's very like simple but it's also very yet effective they basically look they kind of look like shredder from the teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> um but blue and also like a ninja as well um super cool super cool great great character design and like i mentioned they can control ice so you think of any traditional ice uh controllers you got uh Frozone from The Incredibles. You have, uh, <laughs> you have uh, Iceman from X Men. That's kind of similar to Sub Zero. He'd be in that category with those with those ice uh, controllers. So, and then additionally uh, with Sub Zero, I'm going to have Goro. Now, is it Goro or Goru? I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it. Correctly. I think it's Goro. Goro. Okay, just want to make sure. So, uh, Goro is the other person we're going to be looking at, kind of like the um, the Bowser that we're going to be using here. And uh, he's half human, half dragon. He's half a dragon. That's that's what. Uh, and that's what I, that's, ended up making Goro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's half human, half dragon. He's a Shokan warrior, a prince of that uh, that area. Uh, he won the first ever Mortal Kombat tournament, and he was undefeated for uh, about uh, five hundred years. Excuse me. Then he eventually did lose. Um, We're going to talk about that too. It's also pretty title. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> and that's that's kind of Goro. And so he, going with, it's interesting, too, because he's also dragon, so he's fire. Whereas you think Bowser and Ice Climbers, fire and ice. Oh, yeah, I just thought about that. Yeah. You have, uh, oh, Chris, we planned this. Uh, then you have Sub-Zero and Goro with uh, ice and fire, respectively, there also. So it, it's it's really going to be interesting to see these uh, these four go up against one another. But it's gonna be cool. I like it. But um, Goro's character design, real quick. He, man, I don't know how to describe him. He kind of so. Starting off, he has four arms, which is yes. very, very important. Yeah. He kind of looks like um, oh, what was that Pokemon? Gold? Mach- no, kind of like Machamp. Yeah, yeah, Machamp. He looks exactly like Machamp. I think that's the best way Machamp actually to may describe have been it. Based off of him. Oh, interesting. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, he's he's very he's like ten feet tall. Yeah, he's huge. Super, full, super buff. Jacked. Yeah. Uh, like a ponytail thing. Yep. There's definitely and a name for that. I don't know what it is. Man. Yes. And Lots um, of anger. yeah. And I mean, he's one of the most powerful um, characters in the game. And in the very first Mortal Kombat game, from my research, is he was the sub boss before you got to uh, what was the guy who ran the first tournament? Uh, I don't remember. I want to say Shao Kahn, but that's not right, is it? Mm, I don't remember. It doesn't sound. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Uh, anywho, he was he was the um, the sub the sub boss before you got to the the final there. But um, so that's what we're looking at with uh, with Goro. So Goro and Sub Zero going against the Ice Climbers and Bowser. So man, I, I mean, I think make, make a pitch here for the Ice Climbers because I feel like they're kind of like 
Oh, you think they're weak? Very. Well, uh, for one, they have the power of teamwork. So um, okay. that translates to some of their moves in Super Smash Brothers. Like, they're like their jump moves. Like one of them like throws the other up in the air. They wield a mallet that can break ice. Okay. So when you shoot ice at me, boom, mallet broken. Oh, oh, good, good point. Good point. It's the anti-ice weapon. Okay. And they're masters of ice. They're going to be familiar with it. They're like, you make an icy floor, they're going to be like, that's fine. I climb an icy mountain every day for my job. Now, are they able to destroy and break any kind of ice that no, they encounter? <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you ask that. Oh, I, I might mess up the colors. If you want to know the actual details, I can, I can tell you. There are different types of blocks in ice climbers. So it, it might be important. So there's standard dull ice. They can be easily broken. Okay. Um, however... There are square ice blocks with higher detail. Those are indestructible. <laughs> I'm willing to make a bet that Sub-Zero is going to make ice that fits those types of categories. You say, you're saying he can make indestructible ice? I'm, I would say nearly indestructible ice. That's fine. The, the hammer can break any ice that's not indestructible. <laughs> Fair enough. If that's your argument, we'll just, that'll be just something the fans have to vote on. Can the ice climbers... Now it breaks ice. Breaks Sub Zero's ice. Breaks Sub Zero's ice. So I think so. Sub Zero, uh, it's a good, it's a good play. It's, it's you're absolutely right with their mallets. So Sub Zero, then at that point he's not going to be uh, using the ice in terms of uh, defense. He's going to be using the ice uh, for offensive purposes. So uh, he's made ice swords. Mm -hmm. we, can, um, we can break that with a hammer. So that's that's the interesting thing. <laughs> what do you think would break first? Do you think the ice sword would break the hammer, or the hammer would break the ice sword? Um, the 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 hammer exists to break ice. That's what it does. <laughs> this is this is the crux of my argument. The hammer can break ice. The hammer can break. They ice. have a lot of hammer based attacks. Okay. So then they just hit you with their hammer. All right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now let me ask you a question. I can go with some of his signature moves. I can do uh, if I shoot uh, an ice ball at you. No problem. Hammer. Hold on. <laughs> it, can I? Fr can the ice freeze the hammer? Maybe, so you could make that argument. Well, I, so, I can't stop I, you. so this is the interesting thing too. So now, then, then with you having two, I shoot an ice ball, freezes one of you. You use the other one, break the ice. Could do that. Yeah. So I will in in Super Smash Brothers, you can actually sometimes knock one out separately, and then the the person playing only has one of them, mm -hmm. and you're much less effective. Like I said, the power of teamwork is important. Right. It it's, it's hurts twice as much to get hit by two hammers than one. This, yeah, and um, then they can't do that jump where they throw each other up. Teamwork. So, yeah, if you do if you do take out one of them, we're going to be much weaker. Well, so that's probably what my first plan would. Well, my first plan was to uh, to try to use defensive tactics on you, but that's not working <laughs> because your your hammer is as powerful as Mjolnir. Um, so it's just ice. How strong do you think ice is? Apparent. I don't know. It seems pretty pretty strong that we're going at it here. So, all right. So, I'm going to say Sub Zero is attempting to freeze one of them. Popo or Nana. Popo or Nana. And at that point, I'm trying to divide and conquer. If I so, if I can divide you guys up, it's going to be much easier to do some damage to one of you while the other one is incapacitated. But at that point, though, even though you don't have the power of teamwork. Everything I tried to do originally, I'm still doing, but I'm only just doing it to one person now. Like if I try using my ice sword, hammer, boom, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna break my ice sword apparently. So, so do you think that only one of the ice climbers would be able to make any dent to Sub Zero? Oh, hard to say. It's, it's a pretty big hammer. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, they use it against like large characters in the game in super smash brothers and you know they can knock them across the stage okay yeah uh also will you be bringing any vegetables with you because that will sub-zero or goro or both either one goro or both either, either one. one i'm gonna say no okay because that would make them fight harder because their their main goal in life is to retrieve their stolen vegetables so if they see it i see what you're saying they go crazy they're like <laughs> can't say that know, i'm bringing bloodlust can't say maybe if anything maybe i'm bringing some like frozen fruits frozen you know, like, fruits like frozen blueberries i know that's a very popular snack with mm -hmm. people like blueberry okay. like uh frozen blueberry chip kind okay. of thing because you're sub-zero you'd freeze them exactly that makes sense yeah, that's how he uh he preserves all of his food very very well he probably doesn't even need to have a, a freezer in his house he just freeze them all himself 
Yeah. Do you think he keeps his house very cold? I would think so. Do they have... So, do you know anything, like, practically about their day-to-day life when you write about them? Do you? No. I'm just curious, like, how much their ice powers extend. Like, are they just basically a normal human that can make ice? Or are they, like, somehow just, like... Always frozen? Yeah, are they always cold? Always cold. I mean, when your name is Sub-Zero, I would assume that you're named that for a reason. Wait, is that his, like, birth name? I thought that was, like, a nickname. Oh, well, sorry. The fact that people call you that... (laughs) No, so ooh, that's a really good question. Well, you told us their real names, right? Yeah, so they don't. I have... wonder how you get that name, right? Did he pick it? Is it like a mantle? I think it's yeah, it's a mantle because he he took over his brother after his brother passed away. Was his brother the first one? Yes. Okay, interesting. Uh, did any of the other like people from that race take on other names? That I did not look up into my research. <laughs> <laughs> or is he the only one who like goes out and fights people? It's like a job interview here. Anyway, sorry, I got way off track. <laughs> You're okay. not bringing any vegetables. That's no, fine. I'm not bringing any vegetables. I could oh. use now here. All right, Wait, so Red... one other quick question. You're sure. not bringing a condor either, right? No, no, because okay, the condor stole their vegetables. So that would also potentially <laughs> that probably piss them off, bloodlust them as well. Yeah, you would be like super angry if you saw me with. The yeah, condor. they're always trying to get to the condor. If you actually get to the condor, you get bonus points in yeah, the game. No condor. Not okay. bringing any condor here. Um. You're not bringing any like scorpion-looking things, are you? <laughs> no, just okay. the, their 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 uh, winter clothes and their hammers. If anything, like Sub Zero might be like, "Hey, let me let me check out your jacket there. It seems like a really nice jacket." Because <laughs> like though he like likes the cold, like he probably wants to keep comfortable in some. In some well, fashion. unless he is comfortable in the cold, like That's maybe true. their body temperature That's is lower. That's what I was trying to get at. Like, right, what no, do I see you know about their life. Right, yeah. I don't you know, know what I wish I brought? Your greatest weakness: a bucket of water. Because. <sighs> We gotta talk about how Sub Zero dies in Mortal Kombat One. Go. He um he's fighting Liu Kang, right? Yes. And Liu Kang, oh man, I don't remember, has somehow received a cryptic message from Katana. Another fighter, it's this Princess Katana, who who appears in the second movie and is like one of the only people only not people recast. Exactly, right? yeah, one of the only people. Um, she t- gave him a cryptic warning about fighting Sub Zero, but I don't remember what it was. But basically, the solution was to take a bucket of water that's sitting on the ground and throw it at him. And then he froze. <laughs> and it works. And then he kicked him and he fell into a million pieces. He broke into a million pieces. Yeah, so if only I had a bucket of water to so, throw at you. So this is the interesting thing, though. So if Sub-Zero body temperature mm-hmm. was consistently Sub-Zero... Mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. You would assume... Yeah. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Celsius. We're Fahrenheit because that's either one would frozen. be freezing. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> but um, you would assume that given a combat situation, he would break, right? If you if he so was... if any water that touches him would would freeze instantly because he's because he's right. below freezing. Right. But then... I'm, but I'm saying he himself is always sub zero. So if you pun- if, if 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 he fell to the ground, wouldn't he just break? I don't think if that's someone how... pick him up and dropped him, wouldn't he just shatter? I don't think that's how. Things no? works. No. No. Sorry. I'm new to this franchise. I mean, I'm just, I'm just what, trying out. That is what happens in Mortal Kombat 1, so I can't. So you I just mean, cover him with water he, he had to be and covered he instantly in ice. freezes. Yeah. I don't know. So going going to another power he could use, uh, he also has in Mortal Kombat 2011, he does have the power of teleportation. Ooh. So, ice. So he. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> so he could use that. Um, so he freezes one. Knows he's going to have a problem with the second one. Teleports behind the second one. That's where he could do one of his uh, finishing moves. Whether he's oh my gosh, he could do so many different things. Whether he's uh, chopping off arms or he's freezing body parts or or whatever. Now, interesting question. Let me ask you this. Ready? Let's say I froze an appendage of an ice climber. Would an ice climber use a hammer? To break that ice off, possibly use that limb, like or to lose that limb. Would they do that? It depends on the level of f- freezing. Mm-hmm. Like, are we talking like surface ice encasing the limb, or is like the I would limb say, is like I would say full fully on. frozen? Fully I frozen think you on. have to say that would break. They're going to sacrifice, and they would they just sacrifice it in order to keep on going. <laughs> it's never come up in the, in the game. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. You're throwing things at me too, so I'm not. I'm not sure what you what you have here. Uh, all right, so you want to move on to some uh, to some Bowser Goro? I do. I, I just want to say tell you some of the Ice Climbers moves that I didn't think would be as effective against Sub-Zero. Okay. So they can also, like, make ice and, like, shoot ice at you. Okay. And I'm, I'm 
and they have some with something with like making a blizzard yeah it's basically just different forms of shooting ice like either like an ice block that slides along the ground or kind of like a blizzard that they like shoot at you and i'm, I'm thinking kind of being sub-zero those aren't as effective it's kind of relying on the hammer that that hammer is really the Achilles heel to to to, to Sub Zero. That's what I was hoping. You have a hammer that can break ice. That's its purpose. That's, that's its purpose. That that can stop him instantly. All right, so let's look at um, Goro and Bowser. Let's do it. All right, so uh, I think Goro could easily pick up Bowser. Why do you in say ter- that? In terms of strength, Bowser's well. It's funny you say that because Bowser has actually varied in size. Mm-hmm. in different mario games to being sometimes to being very big sometimes to being slightly bigger than mario and in some games he can magically grow or shrink. oh right 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 so so i would see him as like when as, as a kid too i would visualize him as kind of like the size of like a very large bear i, I think he's a little bigger but that's that's probably pretty accurate okay so, but i i think that goro with his strength for arms i think he would have no problem picking up bowser okay i mean bowser's really heavy but i guess you are really strong do you have some strategy involved that that involves picking me up so i think the first so um i I would try possibly i could pick you up throw you see if um i could try to disorient you uh in my research it's shown that one of bowser's weaknesses is disorientation if he gets too disoriented during a fight or something like that it does take him a little bit to kind of get back in the game that is true so i would probably try that at first and see how that goes yeah. so if i am able to do that my next move would be to come in close i would use two of my forearms to grab two of your arms mm-hmm. and then you have two extra arms. and i have two extra arms and that's where i just start going to town it's the extra arm advantage because that's kind of how goro what goro does in the, in the movie fight too right beats up that one guy because you have extra arms so yeah so back to the disorienting so do you remember how mario fights bowser in like mario 64 or any of those games so what you normally do first is you grab bowser by the tail and then you spin him around to make him dizzy you spin him and throw him and then he's like disoriented okay so if mario can pick up bowser i'm yeah it's probably fair to say right now in the in the in super smash brothers that doesn't really happen like that it's more like a he doesn't really have any like glaring weaknesses like that where you can just pick him up by his tail and spin him around more of a normal fighter but right but if you, you know, you it's, know, there. It, it, it's there it's there right taking him from his other appearances. yeah yeah okay so you're gonna you're gonna rely on your your strength and extra arms so um i do have some natural like things helping me too so i have a spiky shell yes which um although you have you have like very strong skin i'm sure you're like it looked to be animal-like skin right like it's not like it's not like you're made of like metal right correct so i have a, a super strong shell with spikes on it so like if you like punch that that would probably really hurt well if i'm punch- correct if i like turn around you like try to punch me yeah no, i can't do that um i can breathe fire which is pretty useful and so can goro he can breathe fire i did find that in my research he never he, does that in can, uh, the movies he, so. can, he does he does not you're absolutely right but i i was watching some um some of his uh fatality oh interesting okay. plays and he does breathe fire in one of them okay so i'm assuming <clears throat> he's doesn't hurt himself with the fire so he's also part dragon yeah so probably so i don't think fire, fire would... wouldn't be that useful no okay so now the... how how is bowser when it comes to fire now just because you can breathe fire do you think that means that you can't be harmed by fire in that in that end i would say not just because of that okay yeah i don't know of any examples like you throw them into like bombs and they hurt him Mm-hmm. But that's a little different than fire. Still has some combustion going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a lot of fire in his, like, interior decorating of his, like, castles and stuff. <laughs> so, oh, but then he, he does, de- you do make him fall in lava to kill him. So now, lava is also a little different than fire. Yeah, it's hard to say. I would say a little bit of fire, he's all right. Too much fire is is bad. Okay. Um, And the other thing is he can transform sometimes into Giga Bowser. Which is a larger, stronger version of Bowser. Hmm. Much more brute strength, looks scarier. Right. He can do it in Super Smash Brothers in certain conditions. And then I don't know if he ever did it. And I think he's done it in some uh 
some of the video games as well. So that just increases his strength, size, yeah. pretty much all the pretty above. Pretty much everything, yeah. Just makes him bigger, stronger. So what 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 size increase are we talking here? Like, is oh, that when he's huge, huge? I, I think like, he gets, like, huge, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would definitely be a problem for Garo. If he's just overwhelmed. We can overwhelm him. Correct. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the conditions. In Super Smash Brothers, it's very video game dependent. You have to, like, <laughs> it was like a special thing you get to the transform. Like a special item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of other uh, fatalities that I could use. Uh, now, Goro has ripped limbs off of people before. Yeah. If I'm able to disorient you enough, uh, grab two of your limbs, take them off right then and there. I mean, it's going to be hard for Bowser to come back Ouch. from that. Uh, he also has, he can throw flames, uh, flame balls, they're called. So I could lob them at you as well. Um, and then also he does have... Um, a fatality, which is known as Quake. Now, I'm curious how that would affect Bowser or not. Quake is basically, he jumps up, smashes down, creates kind of like a mini earthquake with the ground rumbling. Not Bowser has that same move. He jumps up and smashes down on his butt. Right. So or on his popo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, that's also a Super Smash Brothers move. That's interesting. So it seems like probably both would not really affect one I, another. I think it would at least, of... like, disorient him. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like... He's big enough, and that it probably isn't like throwing him across the room, but you know he still has to stumble bounce. He's still, yeah, he's still going to stumble. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I think this is probably one of the most violent things I've seen in a video game. He has a uh, Goro has a fatality called Peekaboo, and I was kind of talking to you about this off mic. Oh, you didn't tell me what it was called though. That's funny. Yeah, this is the Peekaboo. So Peekaboo is where he grabs an opponent with his two lower arms. He takes one of his upper arms and takes the person's head and shoves it down into their body, uses the other hand to rip out the stomach, and then you can see the face that he just shoved into their stomach. Wow. So that would be a little tough to do on Bowser because he's a, he's a turtle, so his head probably can do that on its own. Oh, good point. That's <laughs> right. So while I'm going... Actually, no, that's really good. So while Goro's going at it, he would probably just bring <laughs> his head in on his own. He could bring his arms in, too. On his just own. totally shell up. And completely shell up. At that point, I don't know what I would do there. <laughs> well, his front isn't isn't spiked, so you could just try to break it. I could just break that. Yeah. And then your head's already down there. You're, ha you're doing half the peekaboo yeah. for me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then I could just grab it and, and yank it out oh. if I wanted to. Do you to. want to talk about how Goro dies in the movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do it? I'll let you do it. Oh, man, I love it. I, I forgot about it when we watched it, too. <laughs> so he, so the basically the premise of the first movie is there. The fighters are all in a tournament. So um, Johnny Cage volunteers to fight Goro, which is very interesting because it seems to be the tournament seems to be some type of bracket. But then also <laughs> you're also just allowed to request to fight someone. And if you do that, there's like other special caveats. It doesn't make it doesn't there's make sense. There's no following the bracket. But everyone who everyone who made a bracket, like <laughs> I like I imagined in this world that all the spectators made brackets for this, yeah, in like March Madness style. Yep. And they were probably so angry because they were like, wait a minute, I had I had three C going against fifteen or you know, whatever, fourteen yeah. here. Yeah. And now you're doing that? That's not following it the bracket. It also seems like the guy who ran the tournament, the like antagonist of the movie, just like made up who he wanted to fight. Because like he's like, Oh, I want Sonya to fight Kano, so that's what's gonna happen. Anyway, so so Johnny Cage is like, I'll fight Goro. Because Goro's like wrecking everybody and he's like, I don't want him to kill my friends, I'll take him out. And he, he, he hypes himself up, and then the fight starts, and the very first thing he does is punch him in the nuts, <laughs> and then runs away. <laughs> wait, he also does, wait, before he punches him in the nuts, he does like a split, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he immediately, like, fight starts, <laughs> drops down into a split, uppercut to the nuts. So, luckily, <clears throat> Goro, being not human, has enough of the similar parts that that is very painful to him. So he makes a funny face. And then Johnny Cage is up and runs away. He runs out of the room. He runs out of the room. And then, so Goro chases him, assuming very angry. And Johnny Cage, in a, in a place he's never been to, by the way, like, this is a totally new, like, land. Like, it might as well be a different world for them. Right. I think it is a different world. But anyway, yeah, they yeah, get there yeah. on a boat, so it's hard to say. Anyway, he runs through a, through a tunnel. He comes out on, like, a cliff over, like, a mountain. And then he like he like hides off to the side. So when Goro comes out, he just kicks him. He just kicks him over the ledge, and then he's holding on. I think by one arm. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And then I forget if Johnny like steps I, on it I or. I think he just like says he, a quip, and then he slips. And, and, and then he goes. Yeah. 
and that's it. See, it's really interesting now because now you saying that, I'm like, maybe this movie's not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> it's in a movie with like some pretty serious fights. It, to have like that level of silliness is, was a little uh, like out of place. Especially I going off the lore, like this is the guy who won the first tournament, yeah. has been champion for 500 years, and he he gets punched <laughs> in the groin. <laughs> And then does like the classic, uh, like eyes crossed thing. And... Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if Bowser gets a punch in, it's gonna hurt him. That's re- that's really yeah. gonna hurt him. Yeah, I think Bowser is protected in his uh, reproductive organs. Oh yeah, he's shell. golden. He's and golden. So if he gets like, yeah, he can take a shot. Now we've kept them with their basically equivalent with Bowser going against Goro. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. what do, what do you think if it's all Ooh, four wow. of them going at it at each other? Because I, I think Goro d- destroys ice I ha- climbers. I have to say, you're probably right. I don't. Like, I, like, I don't understand. Hammer's not doing anything Right, anymore. they can't do anything against that. Um, <laughs> They're like little kids up against you, and you're just tearing just, them apart. Yeah, yeah. The Bowser, the Bowser Sub Zero fight's more interesting because like then it's like fire versus ice. Right. I'm breathing fire. You're trying to freeze me. If I could freeze you in your shell, you can't. Or or if 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 um if you go into your shell as like a protective measure, and then I ice the uh, exit areas, yeah. if you want to call it, and then you just can't get out yeah, you could, at that you point. You could ice me over, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That'd be that'd be more interesting. Let's let's see. I mean, I, I mean, how how effective is fire against Sub Zero? Can you just? I need. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how that. Affects well, I think them. I think the fire would melt any Sub Zero weapon that, yeah, that he's like bringing to out. A sword, right? Bringing gonna, sword, or if he's throwing here. like ice balls or anything along those lines, I think. They're just being completely melted. And... Yeah, I, I guess it's just can Bowser make enough fire to uh, just torch you before he gets frozen. That's true. Yeah, at that point, it's just it's it's a quick draw in the Wild West. There, whoever gets it out of their holster quick <laughs> is gonna is gonna be the one that that ends up with a win there. Yeah, you, you'd have to free if you just like freeze my limbs though. I could still breathe fire out of my mouth. So you gotta you gotta stop me from breathing fire on you. True. Which it's same thing. If, if if whoever whoever makes the first move, really, yeah. how resistant do you think a turtle shell would be to the to the ice blast you're throwing at him? In terms of what, like breaking or just? Uh, yeah, like so. Let's say I, I I decided I was gonna turn my back to you and try to crush you with my spikes. Okay, what's your defense to that? I would probably put up like a like a wall of ice. Yeah, make a wall of ice. And I don't think you'd be able to go through it. Mm. Depending it's, on it's how thick big. the ice is, yeah, you have to make it pretty thick. That's true. Because not only just in terms of uh, the spikes being on the shell, then you just like you said, you have that all that size coming from the you shell jump also. Too, actually, so you right, tall enough. all that momentum going forward. Yeah, so the ice, yeah, it really depends on the size of the ice wall. You could also uh, go for icy floor and make them slip. True, but at that point, that could harm me also because yeah. if he slips and he's like flying towards yeah, me now, you still have a turtle shell coming. I have out a you. giant turtle shell coming at me, and I can't do like a classic Mario hop over top, hit the turtle shell because now I'm stepping on top of you spikes. You can't jump on the spiky. Shells. I can't do that, not at all. <laughs> I actually would give Bowser's fire like a slight edge on Sub Zero. I think thinking about it, but the ice climbers are. Oh, I wouldn't. I couldn't watch that. <laughs> they're, they're, brutal. They're, they're completely. They're completely out <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Yeah, that that's not good. Well, well, we'll make sure we definitely include that in the uh, all right in the poll. The we'll see, we'll see how that goes there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris, do you have any fun facts that you want to add for any of them? Uh, I don't. We head I, out? I don't think I have any for any of my guys. That's totally fine. I do have a couple that I would like to add. Uh, so uh, Goro, his original name was uh, Gongoro. However, they decided to shorten it just because they thought it. Rang off the tongue a little easier than Gongoro, so now it's just Goro. Now, interesting thing, and we talked about this while we were watching the first movie, the 95 movie, is that the Goro costume cost $1 million. Unbelievable. $1 million, which is interesting because the original um, budget for the first movie was 18 million dollars so i think i did the math so that equals out to about five percent of the budget was for that costume i will say though like it was a pretty good costume so and that's another interesting thing too yeah because i remember when you we were watching the whole time i kept saying to you i can't tell if this is cgi right yeah. or if it's a real person and it was not cgi but it was a real person and also 
animatronics. So what they did is they had a real person who was the legs and the first set of arms, and then the next set of arms, basically the next torso, and the head was fully animatronic. That was a pretty good animatronic head, though. I wholeheartedly agree. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it had, like, some weird movements, but it, like, didn't look really... It didn't look bad. It was kind of Uncanny Valley-ish. Yes, it's Uncanny... Yes, agreed. Like, you know it's not a human, but yeah. there's just something off. You're like, what? what it, is it? And it seemed too real to be CGI. Like, Correct. And you also... You know the CGI quality in that movie is very poor. So Correct. Like, That's why I'm yeah. like, if this is CGI, this is phenomenal. Yeah, it was, yeah exactly. But um, it took 12 operators to make the upper torso uh head mouth uh, eyes all that uh operate for that film which i thought was crazy i'm really curious i'm gonna have to look up who who did that because that scene if that was stan winston who was big for jurassic park terminator um those animatronics i thought were, were were pretty good um now i do have one last fun fact and this also ties in with sub-zero can you guess uh, there is another movie where Goro and Sub-Zero both appear, and it is not a Mortal Kombat movie. I think I know. Is it Ready Player One? It is Ready Player One. Yeah, okay. I never, ever realized. So Goro is a little more in-your-face and blatant in the film than Sub-Zero's cameo. So at one point in the movie, H, which is like the friend of Parzival, he turns into Goro at one point, complete. And I and when I watch it, just never never knew that's what it was. Yeah, he's like it's a forearm guy. Right, exactly. I had no idea. Um and then Sub Zero at one point is in the beginning car chase, the race scene through the city that they're doing the first task. Mm-hmm. When Parzival's going to his car, you can just see Sub Zero walking by, um, assumingly going to his car. Whatever mm-hmm. that would be. That'd be a pretty cool car, whatever that is. <laughs> it's probably got ice and everything like that. So, um, yeah, so those are the two of them in Ready Player One. Also, Warner Brothers property, which makes sense. So they'll probably end up being in the new Space Jam probably movie. Be, yeah, it looks like they're packing everything so, in Space that's Jam. That's what's going on with that. They, I wonder if they were in the trailer. I didn't notice. but I'm not sure. I just saw some dragons, and I was like, what is going on here? There was a lot of questions from that trailer, yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't give me high hopes for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Bowser fact for you. Go for it. So Bowser has a son, Bowser Jr., no idea who the father, who the mother is. Never been, never been said. Uh, in in a, in some of the older games, there were these Koopalings that were called the children of Bowser. But that's been kind of retconned. They are no longer his children. They're now his minions. Okay. So he still is a single father, though, raising Bowser Jr. Hey, good for him. You know, I don't, I don't feel like single fathers get enough yeah, recognition. He he sometimes lets Bowser Jr. kidnap Princess Peach. Like Bowser Jr. is great. He's in the family business. He's not setting a great role model. Maybe he's trying, <laughs> trying his best to, to to work that out with his son. But uh, huh, interesting. Yep. Any theories on who the mother could be? I have no idea. <laughs> Princess Peach. I don't know. Oh, I I I hope not. No, yeah, that would that would not be good. It'd be, it'd be Nintendo probably, would have yeah. some uh, some some fan backlash there going on with that. Um, Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we head out today? Any predictions for the new Mortal Kombat? Oh, I I, I actually think it's going to do very well on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I, I I think it'll be like one of those like fun, forgettable movies, but. I hope it's not for. I really, I really want a good video game, like movie. Like I don't know if there's anything that's like gold standard video game movie. Like there are some where I, I enjoy them. Like I love Detective Pikachu. True. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's like the gold standard I, for for video game movies. I'm like blanking. I'm I'm sure there's some I would say are really good, but yeah. Um, now, but we haven't done our guess the tomato meter contest because of COVID, and there's nothing coming out. But if you had to make a prediction right now, go for it. What do you oh, think the I, tomato meter is going to be for this? Oh, I, I'm guessing the critic score will be very low. I, I don't know. I mean, low being like below fifty. Um, just like the forty. Like, just so you're going overall, it's going to be forty percent with yeah. the critics. Yes, I'm going to say sixty-one. I'm going to say it's just fresh. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going to say, that it's just fresh. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. So uh, so we're going to have a poll in the show notes uh, for who you think would win. Now, how do we want to word this poll, Chris, based off of what we discussed today? 
Oh, because uh, we can we can do multiple. So it's if it's fine if we want to. Do we just want to do? So I would make the main poll just like the team fight, like team fight, Goro and Sub Zero versus Bowser and Ice Climbers. Okay, fair enough. And then you can make the other questions if you want to do a Goro versus Ice Climber, Sub Zero versus Bowser question. Okay. I don't know if you want to make that three questions or just make it two. No, I think I think that's fine. I'm totally fine doing that. All right. Yeah. Curious, so, I'm curious to see what people think. Yeah, I'm totally down. It's the hammer. Is the ice climber's hammer a strong? The hammer. I mean, that's that's man. The you, anti you ice pulled that out. That was pretty good. So yeah. So in the show notes, so follow that link in the show notes, or go to whowouldwincast.com/slash/vote. Click on that thumbnail, and you can vote for who you think would win with Goro and Sub Zero going up against the ice climbers and Bowser, and then also their individual fights that we also talked about today. Also, Chris, anything else? We good? No, that's, that's it for me. One thing I do want to add is, uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, please make sure you go and give a listen to that episode of Super Bracket Bros where Chris and I talked about Indiana Jones fighting Robin from Teen Titans. Yeah, I think we I think we did a good job. I think we had a good showing. I think we did the best that we could with what we had. Agreed. Because Robin is just too... Yeah. He's just too good. They seed their tournament, and this was a seven versus two seed. Correct. And with Indiana Jones being the seven. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. We threw out some, I think, somewhat unplausible scenarios where he wins, but... Hey, but it's it's arguments that only we would make. <laughs> I think we can say that proudly. Okay, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Hoodwincast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.